Hello and welcome to Rorschach, Your Reality, the podcast. I am so grateful that you are joining us here today. I will be interviewing Margarita Price. She is a life and career change coach dedicated to helping women live life on their own terms. I'm so excited for you to join us and I would love to hear back from you at the end of the show. So definitely connect with me online or on Instagram or even real life if you have that opportunity and let me know your thoughts. I would love if you could just start off with a little bit of information about yourself. So who you are, what you do, and maybe something you're passionate about. Okay. Yeah. Great. So I always like to say that I'm not only named after your favorite cocktail, (laughs) but I also tend to make you feel drunk in love with yourself. But um, (laughs) yeah, I recently had the thought come up that I think that would be a better description for a bartender though. So (laughs) I might have to change that. (laughs) No, but um, all jokes aside, I'm just a young woman trying to figure out life and trying to become the best version of myself while hoping to change other people's lives on my journey too. Um, I'm a life and career change coach for women and I'm the founder of the Happy Millennial Entrepreneur. And I created this venture to help women create a life that they love and that is completely designed just by them. Uh, This is something that I'm extremely passionate about because I believe that everybody deserves to live their dream life And no matter how small we might feel at times, we have to understand that we were not put on this earth to just exist and do what we're told to do. No, I mean, we were put on this earth to just freaking live. So we might as well just make the best out of it, right? Some other stuff that I'm passionate about is my teacup uh, collection. And I love to travel. I feel like everybody talks a lot to travel, but... I'm one of them. I love to travel. I feel like there's no greater feeling than knowing I could just jump on a plane and be in a whole different country in a couple mm-hmm. of hours. Um, there's so much more I feel like I'm passionate about, but I think these are my main things. <laughs> yeah. So with your teacup collection, do you have like you try to get one from all of the countries that you visit or what does that look like? No, I don't have no rope for that. But whenever I go to a store and I see a really nice cup, I'm just like, ah, I gotta have it. It's like, I know you can only drink out of one cup, but <laughs> it's so nice to open the draw at uh, cabinet and to see all of those mugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's funny, these little like things that just kind of compel us or draw us in. It's like, I just need that. <laughs> Exactly. Nice. Okay. So I definitely identify with this idea of like so many of us kind of stuck in a job and doing what we feel like we're supposed to do because I have had that work situation many times in my life where it's just like, yeah, but I need a steady paycheck or, well, but I need these benefits or, um, you know, all these different things. And so you just feel like, no, this is what I have to do but it eats up so much of your life and your time and your energy. And I, and I finally kind of reached that place where it was just like, I can't like just keep doing this anymore because I'm so unhappy with it. So I, I love kind of the purpose of your program. And I think there's definitely a huge place for it because people more and more are getting that sense of dissatisfaction. Like I don't want to just give up 40, 50, 60 hours a week for 
a week or two of vacation and health insurance is like <laughs> a big trade-off, you know, like I, like exactly. I need there to be more than that. <laughs> so yes, I love that. And your coaching program is called Life on Your Terms. And I would love to just hear a little bit about how you came up with that title or, or what that means to you. Absolutely. Um, that title, man, it cost me a lot of time, many thoughts. I, um, I don't even know how I really came up with that. It was just like I wrote down as many titles as I could think of. And I felt like this was the best title for my program. This just described everything that I wanted to say in just three little words, four little words, sorry. <laughs> um, and yeah, life on your terms to me means creating and living a life after your own desires. I've mentioned before that I'm really passionate about helping women create their own dream lives because I feel the problem is that we live in a world where we're constantly bombarded with people telling us what we should be doing and pushing us into directions we might not necessarily want to go in. And sometimes this might happen actively and obvious. For example, when you have parents who tell you, oh, if you don't go to a university, we'll kick you out. Or your mm -hmm. boss telling you, if you don't put in more hours, you'll get fired. But this might also happen more passively to the point we might not even realize we're being pushed into a certain direction. For example, when we see an ad about a luxury car item, I mean, or a purse or a vacation, <laughs> you might have seen something on TV and you're kind of like, ah, oh, that is so cool, right? Mm -hmm. And um, the ad is then basically implying that if we want to belong to the successful kids club, we need to buy those things. So we get a job that we might not really like so we can afford those things that we don't even really want. And for me, I remember it was mostly the passive kind of pushes I received. Mm -hmm. For example, when I was about to graduate high school, I already knew that I didn't want to work a traditional nine to five. So I didn't even see the point in me going to university. However, my parents kept persuading me and telling me how university is basically the only way to go if I wanted to get a decent job with a decent pay. Mm -hmm. And even though at this point I already felt an entre uh, entrepreneurial fire burning inside of me, I didn't believe I had anything of value to offer. I didn't believe that mm -hmm. I could start my own business at this point in my life. And eventually I gave in because I didn't know what else to do. And this was the little snowball that started a whole avalanche. The more I did things I didn't really want to do, like going to university, getting a job I disliked, and going to parties. I mean, you've heard of, uh, about fear of losing out. Um, <laughs> yeah, going to parties I didn't really want to be at. The more my dreams started to vanish, and I felt stuck and unfulfilled, and honestly, I cried my eyes out on a daily basis because I can believe that this is all there is to life. Working your ass off for somebody else, feeling tired and unmotivated all of the time, not having time to do fun things and barely having any money. And at one point, I just got too uncomfortable in the situation I was in. I knew that there must be more to life than this. And so I just made the decision to embark on my own journey of creating my own dream life. I mean, my life didn't change from one day to the next. 
it took me eight years from the first time I felt this fire to actually start exploring what it is I want in life and what it is I want my life to look like. And I don't want to say that these eight years were a wasted time because nothing in life is a waste. It's all kind of part of our journey, but I can't help but wonder where I could be if I had just listened to my gut right away and started taking action right then and there. And that's basically why creating a life on your terms is so important because if you get into the cycle of just doing what other people tell you to do and not doing what you really want to do, you'll never feel truly fulfilled. Uh, that is so true. And that resonates with me so much because I think that that kind of cycle, it's such a snowball effect, you know, like, okay, maybe you felt mm -hmm. pressured into going to university. And then when you graduate, it's like, well, now we put how many thousands of dollars into that degree? Of course you should use it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then you feel like you need to get a job that pulls from your degree. And then once you've had the job for a little bit, it's like, well, if you leave now, you, you know, you won't get this year in bonus or you will lose your insurance or you're about to get promoted, just stick it out for two more years. So you're like, well, I better, you know, and we like get into this flow of like feeling really obligated to following a certain path to reach these achievements that may not even mean anything to us. Mm -hmm. We just feel like that's what's supposed to happen next. So we have to make it happen. And so I love the idea of just like, stop, <laughs> like you don't need to do that. And I think that there's people who genuinely want that. And I think that if you want it, it's awesome for you. But then I think there's a lot of people who just kind of look around and go, well, I guess this is how it's supposed to work. So I'm doing it right. And mm -hmm. they just end up feeling really unfulfilled and dissatisfied with what they end up with because it's never anything they even wanted. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's, I feel like a lot we get from our parents, they mean really well, but the thing is that they have had a certain kind of life and they might have not had the same opportunities as we do right now. So, but they're kind of happy, you know, they're happy enough. Mm -hmm. So they think, well, but if they get a better job, you know, maybe getting 1000 euro more than, um, themselves then they should be so much more happier you know mm -hmm. and so we're kind of being really indirectly pushed into directions and then we're like well this is how my parents live this is how my uh, friends live so this is how it's supposed to be yeah and sometimes I think there can even be like a certain amount of guilt or or stress or, or difficulty in choosing to go a different direction because it can feel like you're saying what you did or what you're doing isn't good enough for me. Mm -hmm. And like, so I'm going to go over here and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it differently. And it can feel like a form of rejection or something that might be offensive to people who are taking a more traditional path. And I think, especially when it comes to parents or, or really close friends, even there can be a little, a little bit of stress surrounding the openness to I'm going to do it differently and because this traditional way, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Is that something that you feel like comes up for a lot of your clients or even yourself like this, like a difficulty in making a change because of outside pressure or opinions? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why do we not do the things that we really want to do? It's because we are 
afraid of judgment. We don't want to be the odd one out. We don't want to try something and then end up failing. And then everybody is kind of laughing at us and judging us. So that's why we're not taking the step. Oh, that is so true. And I, I think I, something that I kind of recognized in myself was this like kind of strange form of self-sabotage where it's like if I recognize that like I failed or I'm doing it wrong or that I messed up first, then like it's not a surprise to me and you don't, you know, you know like you don't know anything that I didn't already know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> where like I'll kind of just be like oh well like I couldn't do that or I would fail or I'm not smart enough or qualified enough or motivated enough and like I'll kind of take whatever it is I'm afraid is gonna happen and I'll just kind of act like it's already happened and <laughs> um, and use it as a way to kind of like talk myself out of big changes and once you kind of recognize that that's a pattern or whatever your pattern of kind of self-sabotage is especially when it comes to relating to other people, I feel like then you have so much more power to be like, wait a second, like I'm not going to have this narrative and I'm going to quit living like this because I want to make changes and I want to be really comfortable and confident in myself and my decisions and I want to be able to to move forward, to live life on my own terms. <laughs> exactly, well said. <laughs> so when people aren't, kind of living life on their terms. So maybe they've already gotten into the cycle, whether they're in university or in a job or, or whatever it is, they're in the cycle. And that tends to come with a feeling of maybe powerlessness, being really overwhelmed, just kind of feeling stuck. And I know for myself that the more overwhelmed and powerless and stuck I feel, the more difficult it is to make changes. Uh, so mm-hmm. With that, how do how would you encourage someone to start taking those first steps? And where does where does that shift kind of start in terms of like their mindset or the way that they're looking at their lives? That shift usually starts by building awareness because you cannot change something that you're not aware of, right? So you kind of have to build an awareness around this kind of topic. So for example, um, if you're living a life, if you have gone into this nine to five route um, because of maybe because of your parents or whatever, you know, if you didn't really want to be there, but now you're on this route where you don't really want to be at and you're fine with it, but then you're starting to feel more and more imbalance. You know, you start to get more moody. You start to sleep less. Um, you start to get more anxiety. And all those things kind of lead up to a moment where you have to ask yourself, okay, what is going on? I have been fine with this, but what is going on right now? So building awareness of what is going on is the first step to shifting your thinking. It's just important to become aware of the story we're telling ourselves and also the beliefs that are defining our lives. I mean, there is a reason why we're not where we would like to be. It's not because we're not born for it or because we don't deserve it or whatever, but it's because of the story we're telling ourselves and the beliefs that define our life. Um, 
and this is basically what we were talking about so if you think that this is how it's supposed to be and you don't deserve to have a different life than your friends then you're not gonna build this awareness so you kind of have to take a step back and just ask yourself is this the life that i want to live if in three years time from now if nothing changes if i'm in the uh, same situation i'm in right now would i be happy mm. i mean if you answer that question with no then you know something has to change oh yes and i think there's like like the answer to that question I guess there's like a hard no where it's just like, no, even with a promotion, even if I was making a little more money, like just in general, like, no, mm -hmm. absolutely not. And then I think there's like a hopeful no of like, okay, I wouldn't love this, but I am like taking steps and starting to make changes and it's not going to be this, even if I'm still in it right now. Uh, I used to be a teacher and one of my last years of teaching, it was like, there's a couple, you know, you have those weeks in the summer and then you like come back and kind of restart like new kids, new everything. So there's always this like fresh start in teaching, which is kind of fun. Um, but I just had this sense of like, I think I need to transition. And I mm -hmm. told, because it's like, I'm not going to be happy with this. And like, I know this isn't a long-term career for me. Um, so it's kind of in that position where it's like, I can still show up and give my all. Like I'm not just phoning it in but I, I won't be doing this in 10 years. I'll just be like one of those like bitter teachers who's just like, <laughs> I can't deal with anyone or anything. So like, I, just, <laughs> I need to like, you know, transition myself before I become that teacher. Um, but so anyway, so like I knew that I knew the answer was no, I don't want to be doing this. And so what I told myself was this summer, I'm going to like look for these different job options and I'm going to trans transition out. So the school year ended and then like, oh, you're so tired. And then you just need to rest. And then like all of these promises of like a fresh start and a new beginning. And you know what? I think this upcoming year is going to be so different. And then all of a sudden, oh, we're back for teacher orientation. I'm still a teacher. Still like, woo, <laughs> the summer's over. Um, mm -hmm. And then I was like back in that cycle. And I think it was kind of like, like I knew that I needed to change, but I still probably had a lot more fears around it than I realized. And so I told myself that like future time, right, the summer was when everything was going to change. And then I kind of just let myself coast through and then like I didn't change anything. And so everything kept going mm -hmm. the same way it had been like, oh, now I'm back at school. Um, and I'm curious from your perspective, if that's something a lot of people do in terms of like, I know I need to change, but I'm going to do all of this research. I have to do this class. I have to do X, Y, Z, and then everything's going to change. And then like the change doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing is going to happen until you actually start taking action. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, what you've been basically describing is the new year's resolution um phenomenon <laughs> i guess it's like on january 1st i'm gonna stop smoking and i'm gonna stop doing that but i'm gonna go to the gym every day and so then new year's come, comes around and 
we don't do anything on the first. And then we're like, well, I guess I missed my chance. So uh, now I have to wait another year. So it's really important when you realize that something has to change, that you take action right now. I mean, it doesn't have to be big action. I think that's what um, keeps many people away from starting to take action is that they think they have to do this really big, grand change. No, it ha like it all starts with one step, one small step forward. And so when you realize that something needs to change, this is when you need to start taking action. So think about what you want to change. How do you want your life to look like after this change? And then you can start creating a goal and start creating small actionable steps that you can easily take, you know, we don't, we're all busy. We're all human. We're all busy. We never have time. And so it's important that this small, uh, this step is small. So even if it's only for 15 minutes a day that we can work on that. Oh, that just makes so much sense to me. And I think, yeah, what finally got me to take the change was just like action, nothing huge. Like I didn't have like a, the 20 step plan mapped out, but it was just like take an action and then another action and like just, it all accumulates and it does mm -hmm. lead somewhere. But yeah, all of, I can, all of this planning I was doing in my head, like <laughs> did not lead anywhere. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've all been there, so <laughs> we yes. all know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So your coaching is designed for future entrepreneurs. And I noticed that one of the first steps in the program, like, isn't even about business. It's about core values. So how come core values are coming first? What is the point of focusing there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's correct. Um, core values are basically the fundamental beliefs of an individual or a business. And they're basically the guiding principles that are helping us make the right decisions on our journey. Um, whether it is in life or in business, we have to really get clear on who we are, what we stand for, and what it is that is important to us. Because this will help us act in a way that feels good and that is in alignment with us. Mm -hmm. I feel like, especially when you're building a a service-based business, you're not only building a business where you're selling something, you're creating a personal brand that people can connect with. Uh, for example, my top core values are honesty, authenticity, and integrity. Mm -hmm. So when I come to a point where I have to decide what to do, where it's like either A or B, I can always come back to my well, uh, values and see if what I'm about to do like is either A or either B in alignment because I don't want to do anything that basically goes against what I stand for. And so it's really important, even if you don't build a business, but it's really important to know what it is you stand for and what your core values are. Uh, that makes so much sense. And I love that. Like when you hit a crossroads or you have that, you know, that A or B decision where it's like, okay, you have to do something having 
something really just core to who you are to go back to Mm -hmm. as far as what makes sense to me and not allowing yourself to get caught back up in that like well this is I think what you're supposed to do this is what (laughs) my dad would say I should do this is what other people are doing um I I definitely say where when you have a really firm grasp on these are my values and this is what's really important in my life this is what I'm going to do about this situation so I love that yeah and you also really encourage people to stop playing small. And I would love to hear an example, maybe from your own life, about a way that maybe you used to play small and you've turned that around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's take this podcast as an example. <laughs> um, this is actually my first time on a podcast, oh, so yay okay, to me. Yes, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to celebrate afterwards. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but a couple of months ago, I didn't believe that I could ever be on video, do a podcast, or speak in front of an audience. I was playing small. I mean, I kept thinking that I'm an introvert and I'm not confident mm-hmm. enough to do this. So I was basically putting myself in a box. However, just watching myself and my clients grow and do things that we never thought we would be able to do made me realize that we can do whatever we want to do. And it might need some time and practice, but if you put in the work, it's absolutely achievable. So whatever you're telling yourself right now, you have to understand that it is just a story. You are who you absolutely choose to be at this moment in time. So I know sometimes we choose to stay in our comfort zone, but the thing is that we choose to do that. You know, when there is something like a podcast and you're afraid of doing a podcast, you have to practice, you have to put in time, you have to put in the work, but you can do it. You're not doing it because you're putting yourself in a box. And so I feel like it's important to just realize that, that you're not the box, you're not living inside the box, and you can do whatever you want to do. Oh, that is amazing and probably kind of leads us (laughs) to our final question that I always ask everyone. If you Mm -hmm. could encourage our listeners with one piece of wisdom from your journey, what would you say to them? Okay, let's get all my thoughts straight. (laughs) Um, Sometimes we might be in a dark place and we might not understand why something is happening right now. But I just want you to know that you are right where you need to be. Everybody is on their own journey. So it's all about figuring out what works best for ourselves and not looking at what everybody else does, but really figuring out what is it that I want, what works for me, and realizing that you are right where you need to be. Ah, I love that, right where we need to be. (laughs) And um, I think when we take a breath and determine what our values are and think about where we want to be in the next three years, five years, 10 years, we do know, and we just need to be brave enough to start taking those steps mm-hmm. and taking uh, actions, right, and, and working towards that. So I think that is a perfect piece of advice to leave us with. And Margarita, if people want to connect with you about business, about life, how can they do that? Where will they find you? 
Yes. So I love Instagram. I'm not being paid, unfortunately, by Instagram yet, <laughs> but um, that's where I just hang out the most. Uh, so if you want to connect with me, this is the place to be. Uh, this is also where I share many amazing tips on finding clarity, self-development, and how to make the best out of your life. Um, you can find me under the handle at the happy millennial entrepreneur. And if you have any questions, please send me a DM. I will get back to you ASAP. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us today. I loved getting this chance to connect with you and how fun that this was your first podcast interview. So thank you for being willing to stop playing small and reach out. And this was perfect. Yes. Thank you for having me and thank you for making this experience amazing. This will definitely not be my last podcast. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us here today. It was super fun to be part of Margarita's first podcast interview. Definitely go and find her over on Instagram at The Happy Millennial. You can always find me on my website, www.rorschachyourreality.com or on Instagram at Rorschach Your Reality. I would love if you subscribed. I would love if you left a review. And of course, I would always love to hear from you. So... Whether that is a DM on Instagram, a message over on Facebook, or an email from the site, please feel free to connect.